the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 22. I'm Isaac. This is That's a Shame, by the way. I'm still Isaac. And with me, as always, coming at you live from his carousel of progress that is his <laughs> sticky laptop hell. Fuck's That's sake. right. It's Techno Declan. <laughs> How's it going, pal? Been a bit of turmoil in your life, I understand. I'm going to weep. Oh no, already? I might just weep on air. We're in like a minute. I'm going go, to I'm gonna go all network on everyone in a minute. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> so tell us what's happened. Maybe because you alluded when we were doing our pre-show and indeed pre-breaking your own laptop show <sighs> to some, you know, tumultuous circumstances. But then, of course, the laptop has become <laughs> fried with beer. <laughs> so work backwards from there and just... Keep us updated for what's going on. Well, I've been having problems with my phone. Uh The problem is it's broken. Oh, that is, that's one of the top three problems that you can have. (laughs) Top most reported problems. Uh, In that it was a lying little shit of a phone. Uh, Mm -hmm. In that it would say it was charging. Uh It would, uh, I mean, it would connect to the laptop. It would uh, would connect, you know, through the, through the wall plug. That's fine. Tell me it was charging. Uh, then what I'd do, I'd, I'd go away for a bit, as one does, come yep. back to get my charged phone. I only had less charge than before. Oh, less. So it was actually, it was sucking power out <laughs> of the phone and back into It was literally just draining it. <laughs> you were powering other bits yeah, exactly. of electronics in your, like the lamp just running off your phone. It was, I'd been a fool to put the kettle on. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's 50% right there. So I, I was away at the time. I, I was staying... Um, with my girlfriend and mm-hmm. I you know, like there was so I couldn't go to the guy I normally go to to fix my phone you know, every, you know everyone's got a guy everyone's got someone yeah. they go to the, the local Mine's called Matthew oh is that the Matthew yeah. I know or? yeah that's just my friend Matthew oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always got a fix yeah uh, I couldn't do that so I I spoke to Vodafone they were like I'll take it to Apple I was like absolutely not firstly it sounds like they're palming you off as yeah. like, oh come on mate take it to Apple firstly I don't know if this is just me. I assume not. But I've never been more categorically ignored by staff anywhere than in an Apple store. Oh, really? Like, I, I go in and they just, they want to do, if if you're not buying something, they just don't want to know. Well, I've found the opposite. I find that I'm always mobbed by staff in an Apple store. Oh, so maybe no. we just, maybe you look like a Windows guy. <laughs> I mean, I use. Windows I walk in and I go, "Can I have help with this Samsung device?" I've been trying to Bing it. <laughs> Nothing's come up. Yes, dear. That'll be because it's got no search results that aren't porn. So I was like, also because I personally and others that I know have had the exact same problem of ever taking something to Apple, which is that mm. it's always, always your fault. Uh, <laughs> I sent something like that. You send it away. And they'll go, yeah, it's water damaged. And you go, mm. well, I, like I didn't drop it in the bath. I haven't spilled anything on it, unlike my laptop. Um, <laughs> I haven't, you know, nothing's happened. They it went, might have and they been said, in the rain once. They were like, they said, do you take it out when you're outside? I was like, well, <laughs> it's a mobile, it's, <laughs> it's, a mo- a mobile. it's a mobile phone. So yeah. It's really like, one of the drawers. That'll be it. The humidity can do that. I was like, well, that's a problem with your device, <laughs> not my use of it. And they're like, yeah, so sorry. That's it. It's uh, the warranty doesn't cover it. Oh, well, thanks. How much would that it be? It seems a shame that their warranty doesn't cover existing on earth. Yeah. As, as a <laughs> one, concept. one of the main sources of weather. They built it for a different atmosphere. Yeah. 
Um, oh, well, look, we've we've tested these on Mars, the Moon, <laughs> Curiosity. Absolutely. That little rover had one. <laughs> Remember that mad British guy tried to send something to Mars and it just <laughs> failed. That had about eight iPhones attached. Threw the weight off. So I was uh, I, I was reluctant to do so. Um, so I I I sort of looked up and found uh, a website, and they were like, they seem to have be well reviewed by uh, a lot of people and by several legitimate online services you, i wasn't I've just never like, been more sure that this is a scam well no you've, well it, it made it sound it, so dodgy it wasn't like uh it was you know one of the top results i, I went on to one of those uh like business approval sites mm-hmm. and they were on there and what, trust pilot so uh, yeah that was the one top tip yeah five stars they had that's so i good. that's the most so it seemed at the time that it was a problem it was just a battery problem that it wasn't taking on charge so i was like yeah can i have someone come out to do like a battery placement look at the phone they said, "Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get a, a a technician in our in your local area to uh, to come and have a look. He'll give you a ring and arrange an appointment." So he rang. Here's the biggest lie in the industry: local area doesn't exist, <laughs> right? Because Where was this man, I was in Newbury. Mm, uh, I don't really know where that. So is. it's like near Reading. Okay. Um, he rang me and he was like, "Might not be able to get there till tomorrow." And I was like, oh, you must be busy. He went, uh, sort of, yeah. Uh, I've got uh, a couple to do here, and then I've got uh, four to do in Southampton. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he went, I could come to you tomorrow. I'm off to Bristol to do some in the morning, and then I'll be back. I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? What's your definition yeah. of local area? This man's His covering, jurisdiction exceeds <laughs> most police forces. He's covering a, a third of the nation. <laughs> Fixing like iPhones wherever he goes, yeah. What a hero. So anyway, he came round and uh, he was there for, I think, an hour and a half. He tried everything. Mm-hmm. We, like, he he swapped the battery. He checked the port. He, you know, checked the hardware. He checked the software. We did a reset. We did a reboot. We did ev- everything. And mm. it just wasn't taking on any charge. Uh, so we'd, we'd come to the conclusion quite early on that it wasn't the battery that needed replacing. So I'd been quite quick to be like, okay, well, just just pop pop the old one back in then. I'm not paying 45 quid for a new battery if yeah. I don't need one. But the whole time he was there, it was a, a very similar situation to uh, something I brought up a few episodes ago um, where I knew it was going to be a situation where whatever happened, I wouldn't be happy because I was gearing up for a fight about paying him. And there was yes. no, there was no reason to. He was such a nice guy, really friendly. That did absolutely everything. That's how they get me. you, exactly. But I, like, my instinct is I'm going to be fobbed off. Yeah. So, so I was sort of gearing up for all the reasons why, uh, I, you know, I wasn't going to be paying for for the repair and whatnot. Mainly that it hadn't been repaired. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a big one. So, but then. He when he he like packed up his tools and he was like, "Well, it's uh, it's no fix, no fee." And then I just felt really bad because he'd been there for an hour and a half and was getting no money for oh. it. He'd like driven all the way back from Bristol to come and do it, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah!" And so That's I quite an intense job. So I, I then like completely changed my start. So I was like, "Oh, let me give you something for your troubles." <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly like I've started. To- <laughs> I've started GoFundMe for yeah, him. Yeah, I'm suddenly like throwing my money away. At him. He was like, "No, no, honestly, it's it's, it's fine." And I was like, oh, I've, like, I've, then I felt sure? really... Have you got, have you got a Patreon? <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you three months. I mean, it's nothing, really. But... Uh, Less. I know. So today I was like, oh, fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take um, 
I'll take the phone in to go and see like Vodafone. So was it that it. he couldn't fix it or he just didn't know what was wrong? Didn't with it? know I mean, what was wrong. The second with it. one implies the first. Yeah, but didn't, it wasn't like he did. He lacked the no, tools. Didn't know what was wrong with it. it seems to think that it's a problem okay. with like the IC board. So it's just not. It's wow. it's the charge is going in, but the mm-hmm. iPhone isn't telling it to go to the battery. It's just oh, sort of sitting there, just sending, sending it to the it camera. Away. Yeah. So so the, the <laughs> battery taking photos of space. Yeah. So the battery is getting fuck all. That's a shame. So today I, I was like, right, I'm going to get up early, go into, uh, into South End, go to Vodafone, give it to them. They can fix it. Still should still be under the warranty. Mm. They can go and fix it. And that'll be that. So in the meantime, I've got this really old Nokia. Um, how that, old are we talking? Well, uh, well I mean, we're what talking version of Snake. Does it play? Uh, Snake Xenia. Oh, right. yeah. I didn't expect such a specific. It's in it's, it's in color, like it's in oh, color and whatnot. Um, but it is like I'm still texting on T nine, you know. Wow. Um, but so I, I've got that. Yeah. I was going to send you a photo of it to show you, but then realised I don't have a phone with which to do that. <laughs> so I got really depressed. <laughs> what a tragedy. Um, so this morning, uh, because we'd arranged to get online and, and record at about twelve, I messaged mm. you saying, uh, "What's your number?" in case I need to ring you if I'm running late. Yeah, it fell on me in the past. Yep. You uh, you sent me uh, your number. I did. It was kind. Uh, I'd opened up a, a new contacts page, Isaac. Uh, then didn't put your number in because my mindset was, if I need it, I'll just grab it off Facebook. Oh, no. You've become a tool of the modern age. I know. So I got to Emphasis town. Emphasis on tool. I got to town. I was running late coming home. I went to ring you and I'd left the phone unlocked in my pocket. So I went into the contacts, went to Isaac and all there was, there was a big star next to your name and the, and the number seven. I was oh, like, no. it makes me sound like I'm on a hit list. Dial seven for Isaac. <laughs> he got in quick with the old phone. It's really good actually. Yeah, I was, I was one of, it's like the dot com millionaires. I was there with uh, Graham Bell at the start. And I was like, Alec, Alex, keep, Keep me the number seven, would you? It's like, oh, don't worry about it, pal. That's great. So, yeah, so that was uh, that was a shame, coming home. Um, yeah, I, I forgot to say that uh, coming home from uh, from Newbury uh, over, the, over the weekend, I left a suitcase on the train <laughs> at London Paddington. Didn't, falling apart. Didn't realise till I got to Covent Garden. Then realised oh, no. I didn't have a phone to ring oh, no. or to find out where it was. So I had to use a red telephone box in Covent Garden. Oh, wow. To, to like ring, an absolute tourist. Yeah, to ring my dad. Here's the thing. They're a fucking scam and a half. Yeah, they're so expensive, aren't they? It's like £80 a second. Yeah. And also, if you don't do it in the right order, it just eats your money. If, you, put, if you put the coin in and then pick up the receiver, it, mm. it just asks for money. Oh, it's like an escape room yeah. puzzle. Yeah, so escape I... from theft. <laughs> escape you... from us scamming the fuck out of you. You lose every time. So <laughs> I, I ended up, I, I, by the time I managed to get through to my dad, I'd spent £3.50. Oh, you should have done uh, the like reverse the, I know the 0800 reverse, but I didn't know how much it would be. And I didn't think my dad would oh, ever, ever no. forgive me. <laughs> he'd so... countenanced it for one second. So... He'd have heard because it calls and it's like, this is an automated message from the 0800 reverse. reverse. Would you like to accept a call from Declan? And you'd just be like, 
No. no. <laughs> he can go the fuck himself. <laughs> uh, so, uh, thankfully, I managed to get through to Dad, and I'd spent £3.50. I'd put £2 in more for this phone call. By the time it connected, <laughs> it he picked up, and it beeped at me and was like, Need more funds. Need more funds. I said, what? Well, I have no more <laughs> Two funds. funds for 10 seconds. I managed to just about garble. I'm in a phone box. I need help. I'm bubbly. And then, and then it like went. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. And then thankfully dad had the, the good knowledge to ring back. Yes. So he rang back and I had to get a number from him and I then wait because I was meeting my girlfriend for lunch. Uh-huh. And uh, so, with all the money that you'd spend, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll be I'd having have, dust for lunch. So, <laughs> so I then had to ring. <laughs> I then had to ring uh, London Paddington from her phone, yeah. and then I had to go to Paddington. And actually, they they did have it. It was the the first That's bit really of luck lucky. I'd had all week. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I did have it. Gonna. But I did mean I had to go right back to the other side of London in order to mm-hmm. go all the way home again. But I did. Wow. I did manage to, uh, to to get it back. But then, yeah, I, I came home. We set up. I was already, I was I, like, oh, because I, uh, update on the phone, still hasn't been sent away to be fixed. Good. <laughs> because they uh, they don't have any courtesy phones. Oh, okay. And they don't have a feature where I can send it off for repair now and then go in to get a courtesy phone when they do have one. No, no, that would be silly. That would be ridiculous. Useful. You have to do it like a direct swap. Like one of those things where when you're you're swapping like Pokemon cards as a kid and you're like, okay, I'll let go when you let go and you're both <laughs> holding both cards. So uh, yeah. so I've got to go and do that still at some point in the week. So yeah, okay. I came home. I was in a foul mood. I was boiling hot. I'd had to walk. <laughs> I was hating everything. Um it's I, a good vibe for the show. I cracked open a beer. I sat down. I got on to cast with you, and then I spilt a whole pint of beer over my laptop. I heard it happen as well. It was like because I'm we were on the call already, and it was like being in Cloverfield or something because I couldn't hear your reaction and had to intuit what had happened. It was like a thud, and then a, oh no, oh no, just <laughs> screaming, and then like a, you got ever more distant. Like you were, I don't know, you must have been flailing around i was standing up and holding the laptop upside down <laughs> doing one of your little prayers and thankfully like my sister came to the absolute rescue she sort of charged in what with uh, with kitchen roll and then went and grabbed so this episode brought and... to you by millie pretty much yeah exactly yeah this episode brought to you by the one usb port that still works <laughs> <laughs> well no look you've got another one that's working sometimes uh, so it doesn't seem to be i've got a very disturbing <laughs> little uh warning notification that came up a minute ago oh even though even though there's so it's been nothing a, in there something of a shame your yes. your whole existence of late which, which is much. kind of like method uh preparing for the show yeah you're really getting into the shame vibe and uncovering new and ever more technological shames that some of us just didn't know existed no i do have some good news though yes i do come with some good news and that good news is i have found the DVD. <gasps> the debate DVD. Of the Speak Out Challenge. Oh, wow. Have you watched it? No. I haven't well, been able to bring be... myself to. <laughs> Maybe we should, like, broad, like, I mean, record us watching it for the first time. Yeah. Do I'm, an audio commentary. I'm up for that. Yeah, that'd be quite funny. Um, oh. How Do you recall how many people are involved in it? How I think there are 18 speeches. Oh, wow. And, they're all, and how long was the speech? Uh, three minutes. That's a lot of content to get through. 
Yeah. Well, Maybe we I can mean, like transcribe I mean, them and deliver them ourselves. It's like less than an hour, but it's going to be powerful. <laughs> I'm certain of it. So yeah, we'll put Declan's speech up on on the front page of the website and just pin it there forever. Yep, that'll be good. That's what I want. Can't wait. It's 2007. It was. That's so long. Oh ago. dear. That's horrid. That's so long ago. Doesn't bear thinking about. No. Nope. Go back to episode 18 with that kind of mortality <laughs> chat. But look, this is going to be all negativity aside, one hell of an episode. Yeah. Because uh, I'm reliably informed that both of us have brought content to the table today. We have. And that at this point, we're like like that girl in Pan's Labyrinth when she strolls on down through a big chalk circle into some kind of hell and is met by the most sumptuous and varied feast of all kinds of sensory delights and then just ignore that giant monster at the end with eyeballs yeah, in its hands. But other than that, that, the feast is <laughs> what I'm focused great. on. <laughs> we have everything to choose from. Where to begin? Well, I'll throw it over to you. Well, uh, before we bring our uh, our main guns to the table, oh yeah, um, I I had a, a small story sidearm, yeah, that I I thought that you and our listeners might enjoy. Okay, of maybe the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay, um, and you were a teacher for years. Oh so yes, sang a lot. Uh, so I was at a, a family party uh, last weekend. Mm-hmm. And we were in a group talking. I was talking to some of my dad's friends and one of my older cousin's husbands. That makes it sound like she has many husbands, but really it's that I have many cousins. <laughs> yes, um, that's fair. And uh, when I was a lot younger, I used to really get on with this guy. Um, and uh, because we both watched House and both really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I used to think that his uh, TV taste was uh, was impeccable did it turn out that was just a mere coincidence turns out it was one of those stars aligning <laughs> lightning moments. in a bottle yeah uh, oh because the conversation turned to ricky gervais mm-hmm. and he said the following sentence no I, I i don't really like any ricky gervais stuff um not even the office and i said how can you not like the office it's one of the most seminal and hilarious British sitcoms of all time. And he said, yeah, but I've actually known bosses like that. Okay. And that was his... And that was his whole reason for not liking it. My dad's friend turned to me and just like gasped, just gaped at me (laughs) and did, did that kind of movie thing where... He sort of gestured to this guy and then to me and then to this guy and was like, what does he mean? Well, what? surely you pressed him for an explanation. Well, yeah, I was like, but that's the whole reason that it's funny. And he was like, and he went, it's just, it's too close, you know? It's not like (laughs) Vietnam. It's not like he's, I can understand like, yeah, I can't watch war films because I've been in one. (laughs) Yeah. But I can't watch The Office because I've seen an office once. It's a ridiculous excuse for a reason. And I hate him. Uh, we should force him to watch The Office. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we will. Should we do that? <laughs> okay, yeah. Should crowdfund some <laughs> kind of medical him in, system. in the middle of the night or something and, and yeah. make him do it. Clockwork Orange's eyes open. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so that was, that was that. So he exists and shouldn't. Yeah, no, shouldn't in any meaningful way. It kind of leads me on to uh, a topic which on which we could say a lot, but I feel maybe we break down into a few episodes worth of discussion. Um, and this is 
the kind of person who uses the sentence uh, beginning, quote, I don't do, and then X, right? So there are multiple Xs of note, and I think we could discuss each at length in different episodes, but the one that has come barreling its way into my consciousness, most unwelcome, like a horrible barrel full of sludge in the last few weeks, was uh, a discussion I sort of I was there but I I kind of felt like I was out of body because I was just so appalled by what I was hearing that it was more that I was witnessing it and just allowing my mouth to respond every so often with what do you mean type questions and it was a person who started this uh conversational gambit with yeah I don't I just don't really do film and I was like okay uh what do you mean by that you don't you don't have a favourite film. You don't. You don't have time to watch it. No, just don't really. Uh, I mean, there were some great films in the sixties, <laughs> but after that, and, and after that was just left to hang in the air. After that, dot dot dot, like in the way that you do when you don't have a follow up. Because after that, what? Like after that, there is no point. After that, it stopped being the sixties, and therefore I arbitrarily stopped liking film. But yeah, he was like, yeah. After that, I mean, yeah. I was like, okay, so you think there have been no good films since 1969. That was like the cutoff point. It was like, yeah, the thing about modern films is, um, modern is an odd word to use in the context of like 1970. Yeah. The thing about modern films is they all have, they all have an agenda, don't they? They're all just pushing their agenda. So, like, okay, that's quite interesting. It's not where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought it was going to be like a, a rant against like Transformers and blockbuster culture. It's like, okay, what do you mean by by that an agenda so we'll take star wars for example okay i thought yeah i can take star wars as an example he's like well the agenda's just obvious isn't it like it overshadows the film i was like okay well it's it's more than one film first but we'll we'll let that slide <laughs> what what is the and he i asked what the agenda was like yeah what is the agenda he's like come on i mean you can't see it you've seen star wars i was like yeah i've seen it he was like and you don't know what lucas's agenda was in making those films is i I honestly could not tell you what you think his agenda is would you like to to just take a guess Uh, i'll give you the clue that it's a one word concept oh i see is okay is convinced i won't name them so we'll just refer to them as a shame idiot. i was going to say that we a mutual friend of ours has said this to us before what the Star Wars? No, no, no. That they don't. That they don't do film. Oh, really? Well, we'll come to that. We'll have to come to that. So I, I, I thought think it's this person, and I can't remember. No. Who it is. Um, Can you signal in we, some way? We used to do a radio show with him. Oh yes, of course. I forgot about that. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> no, bless him. He's not. He's nice. If he's listening, we like you still, but you are very devastatingly wrong <laughs> about this opinion. Um, but yeah, so okay. the one word. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All I'll say is there is not a chance in hell that you could relate <laughs> that you will be able to guess. Or Incest. Make a, no, because that's too grounded in the text. If anything, I'll oh, tell I see. it to you because we could be here forever. It's. His opinion is that Star Wars exists solely and primarily, like above any interest it has in art or narrative or just being an interesting, like, take on sci fi or yeah. even just cynical money making. Star Wars exists to promote eugenics <laughs> as, <laughs> as a concept. And I thought when he said that, I just, I had to just stop and, like, mentally work through my admittedly 
not encyclopedic knowledge of Star Wars because no. I'm not the biggest fan of the franchise. Like I enjoy it well enough. It's fine. But what? Which part of it isn't, touches upon? I mean, eugenics isn't like the message. The opposite of that. Go on. Well, if I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with the argument in either direction, really. <laughs> okay. but, if, but if if Star Wars were to fall on a side of the debate, I would have. <laughs> Which pres- I hope I would, it never has. To. Yeah, I would have presumed that it was. You know, we're trying to get rid of the guys who are trying to get rid of certain people. Like, yeah, the surely the is it the Sith? They're the bad guys. They're the they're the evil ones. Yeah. Like they want to you know, exterminate good people and Jedis. And Anakin goes and kills all those children. Um, oh, but, that could be what he means. But but I think that, and I don't know how closely this person was, was watching that moment, but I'm fairly certain that it's framed in a negative light. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't not... remember them playing Celebrate Good Times <laughs> over the scene where Anakin rocks up it, and slaughters the it, younglings. It is such a funny moment, though. Just like I, because I know what they were trying to to do when yeah, they do that kind of shot from that shot from behind, and mm. uh, and you know you see the the little kids' faces look up, and then doesn't his like his lightsaber? Yeah, extends, <laughs> turns on. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Becomes erect. I think. Is the <laughs> so yeah, that happens. But I yeah, I don't think that there was any. I certainly didn't get the feeling that they were going. So yeah think on that <laughs> you know <laughs> ponder in, this as you go about your lives just remember you know riddle me this guys sometimes but i did i thought about it no go on sometimes there are just people who who are younglings who need to be light sabered into the next existence <laughs> i thought about it at some length and have been ever since this was about a week ago now and i just can't think of like because i didn't press the issue at the time so I was so bewildered by I because I like I said I could never have guessed what the concept was that he thought Star Wars promoted um and I've just been thinking back to endless scenes of Yoda flipping around alternating between being heavily disabled and mobility <laughs> impaired and then flying the fuck around like a balloon that's had the end cut off <laughs> with limitless energy failing to fight that robot Whatever. I mean, I don't really know what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And even if you take the high perspective of like Darth Vader, like he has two babies, but he doesn't kill off the one that's not a Jedi. So I just, I just don't understand at all what it's going on about. It's just, it's such a shame. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's such a wrong opinion. But imagine, like, not even leaving the Star Wars drivel behind. I mean, the concept of I don't do film. Yeah. How can you entirely dismiss a whole medium? Yeah. How do you go like the the very concept of moving images doesn't do <laughs> it, it just, for me. It fundamentally annoys me. It really does. <laughs> do they I mean, mean static is fine, but like do they not do home video? I don't know, yeah, where do you draw the line? What about a GIF? <laughs> it's fine if there's no sound. I like silent film. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. So they went on this big I don't do film rant uh, telling me about, yeah, the 60s was 
the end of meaningful cinema and blockbusters are all just bullshit. Incorrect. Star Wars is basically Hitler. And uh, what else? The only decent fit, like the only great work of cinema is the uh, Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, Good, Bad and the Ugly trilogy. What's that called? I think it's just called the Dollars trilogy, informally. That was the apex and it was all downhill from there. Uh, and the end of the conversation, because like I say, I was very much in passive listening in awe mode. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really want to challenge it because I knew it was just such bullshit that where do you even start with that position? But it ended with the revelation that this is someone who is about to embark on a two year study of film, <laughs> which really what? upset me as a concept. They're about to do an A level in film. So that, clues you in that this is a, a younger person and perhaps from that perspective we can allow you know a token gesture of they'll come around it's like f- it's, it's a, a phase <laughs> but the thing is i've known this person for a while and it's not a phase and they're doomed to forever be a horrible wrong-headed film genius film hating idiot who will yeah really set the world back a few years that's just reprehensible it is a shame because like you say, I was thinking about this argument um, in the broader context of people discounting entire like vehicles for narrative or mediums of art. And obviously it's a bit arbitrary in theory or there's a spectrum, I guess you'd say, because we don't look down as a society on someone who says, yeah, I just don't do comic books or I don't do anime or something like that. There are fringe media. Yeah which presumably only because they exist in the fringe and haven't been accepted into the canon of, I don't know if it's academic study or just popular consciousness, probably a bit of both, like one informs the other. But it's fine to say that, but it's not fine to say I don't do film or the other one that I was going to say for another episode, but we might as well just look at anyway. When people say, yeah, I don't do books. I don't really (sighs) read. What, What do you mean by that? What you mean is I can't be bothered. Yeah. Rather than... Well, that is it, isn't I it? disagree with the medium. Yeah. I mean, we do sound like old bastards. But oh, it, well. But it is just true. Like, if you say you don't do books, you are just lazy, illiterate, or stupid. <laughs> or a combination of all three. Powerful combo. You are, you are certainly ignorant. Like, does that, does that mean that you don't do reading? Like, do you also mm. not do newspapers? Magazines. Do you not do, like, online articles and stuff? And if so, would you then, would you dismiss the concept of articles that are in print form? And is it mm. just because it's in print? Are you paperphobic? Or are, <laughs> or are you just trying to be a little attention-seeking Yeah, it's kind of like, <clears throat> there are two things that annoy me about it particularly. Because... I mean, not everyone has the time to read a book. That's fair. Not everyone has the inclination to want to, or maybe your like circumstances have not allowed you to develop an appreciation for literature. And by analogy, like film could also fall into that context, but it struggles to just because so much money is spent on making it as eminently consumable as possible in so many different ways. But it's less that you don't read or you don't watch film, and it's more the smug kind of pseudo countercultural anarchic will to to advertise the fact that you do as if it's like cool and acceptable yeah i don't really do film i don't really i yeah fuck fuck it i don't do books 
Like the is a smugness, I think. Yeah, which takes it beyond just uh, a I don't know, perhaps not intentional deviation from bothering with an art form to just like actively being like, yeah, look at me, guys. I'm too cool for words. It's it's a shame overall. I conduct my life through charades. <laughs> it's, it takes a long time, but you really appreciate it after a while. <laughs> you get really good at gesture. Yeah, I well, well, don't ever introduce me to this person. Oh no, I won't because I think you'd have them killed. Yeah, I I I find it much harder to uh, to restrain myself in in the way that mm. you you have done. Well, I like to. It's the same reason that I've. Just over the last few years, I've just given up arguing with people who have flagrantly wrong opinions about most things. It's just like, <laughs> why bother? Like, it's it's so much effort, and they're probably too stupid to realise. Anyway, yeah. focus on more positive avenues. <laughs> the it's slightly different, but the the original I don't do that uh, has been a theme in my life as someone who's like of the generation that's grown up. I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I read an interesting article a few months ago about precisely people born in like the first half of the nineties, maybe late eighties, first half of the nineties was that they're a generation that's forever going to be plagued by being everyone's tech support because <laughs> the generation earlier, or I mean, these are generalizations you realize, like I don't yeah. get emails telling me I'm wrong about this because it's true across the board. I think the generation before grew up uh, at such a time that they were old enough to be aware of having to learn about computers. The generations afterwards have grown up with these magical like black boxes that just produce the internet in some miraculous way that no one will ever understand. But we happy few plagued as we are by this uh endless stream of like how do i set up word we are like uh, certainly for me it's true that i grew up with it as something that was growing alongside me in development but that i always had to kind of stay on top of but you could just kind of do at that age like it's not a big deal to work out how to do stuff so the argument was that yeah there's this like sweet spot where everything before was not native everything after is too native and so there's this little gen micro generation that's either been fucked over or done quite well at it. <laughs> but leaving that to one side the expression that is heard all too often in like even amongst our peers i think it's not even like an old person thing anymore is just yeah i don't i don't really do computers what do you mean they are everything <laughs> everything is a computer well i'm i'm going to like be honest here and say that i i've been guilty of using the phrase myself but only in the sense that i am acutely aware that a lot of the people close to me know a lot more about them than i do and i would rather defer because uh, like whenever i have something wrong with my with my laptop such as having spilt a pint of beer on it or <laughs> or when it decides that it will only visit google websites and no other websites oh, yeah, that was an interesting which day. it started doing every now and then um like i if you're online you have to hand like a, a million 
responses. And like, I know to, you know, Google these things and find out what the sort of first suggestions are, but you like come up with commands to put in. <laughs> like before you, I'd never heard of Windows key plus R. Oh, uh, I haven't lived. No, I know. And so, because, because see, I, I though we grew up at, at the same time, albeit mm. like I did so a year later, you old mm-hmm. bastard. Hell of a year. Um, you should have been there, man. <laughs> Late 92. <laughs> it was all happening. So uh, we like didn't have a computer till really late. Yeah. And we didn't have the internet until even later. And uh, I was, I, I like I, until I went to university, I never had my own computer mm-hmm. um, of any kind. And we just had the, the home computer and it was so kind of fiercely protected that I didn't ever kind of fuck about with it mm-hmm. or like try and learn things practically through it in case I accidentally deleted something essential. I've practically learned how to, yeah, to delete a computer. How to remove system 32 or whatever it is. Score. Um, so I, so I was always kind of deathly afraid of them um, mm. in the sense that I, whilst I was aware that, most things are unmanageable and, and fixable probably quite simply if you know what you're doing that there are one or two things that are simply final <laughs> in in the way in which they affect the computer yeah. uh, and certainly your use of it um i remember that we my nan had a computer and had the internet i used to go on that a lot and i fucked it up twice in almost catastrophic ways. Oh no! Um, what were you doing? Well, How about a hotel? Well, I mean, no, no, I never did that until we went on that. I was talking, oh, yeah. I was talking about that the other day to uh, to my girlfriend. We should absolutely do that again. Yeah, um, one place. But uh, no, once I accidentally downloaded a virus. Uh huh. We won't talk about how. Um, <laughs> the Leave that one. the other time, um, because she, in order to to, to save electricity and whatnot. After you turn the computer off, you always had to turn it off at the plug. And I mm. turned it off. I hate that. And as it was turning off, it got to the stage where it always goes, boom, and then turned it off. And then I turned it off at the plug. And so it did that. And as I switched it off at the plug, it came up on the screen, uh, installing updates, do not turn off your computer. Oh, no. And I turned it off. And after that, I mean, it was fucked (laughs) it wouldn't do a thing like my my uncle um is uh he's such a fascinating man we could do so many episodes on on my uncle Mm -hmm. um but uh he is not the most educated man i'll say that but he has a a fantastic mind he's not one of those kind of like film savants uh he can just Um, like in that interface into the machine yeah in that some some certain things uh like he just gets like he can understand something he uh you know if you asked him to do a sum nothing but he could like take a a gearbox apart and put it back together when he was 12 yeah um, which is just a fundamentally impossible thing to do and no uh, one's ever actually done that no and uh and as uh As things moved on, he managed to apply that to computers and just knew he, he was just the, the computers guy. So whenever I fucked anything up, he was sort of like dragged around to, to fix it. To clean up yeah, the mess. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, oh. and he was like, why did you turn it off? And I went, well, because that's what Nan says to do. He was like, yeah, but it said 
don't turn up. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, was, I was already, I was already turning off. He's like, well, you should have stopped because, because <laughs> it's fucked. <laughs> and it, like, I mean, he got it back up and running, like, mm-hmm. and seemingly fine. But he he was sort of there for about a day and a half, just <laughs> oh, wow. because it that it was one of those things where for me certainly it would just be the end. I'd just be throwing throwing it away, where yeah. it wouldn't even get past the sort of the initial turning on screens. Oh yeah, like if if it if it gets into Windows, like if you can log on, you feel like you know you have some context. Yeah, you've to got work you've got you. a foundations to work with. There are things yeah. I know to do, and I would be reasonably optimistic that if I gave it to someone who did know more about computers, that they'd be able to do something. When like you can't get past the remember the old screens that used to be like uh, like press whatever it was like control to enter whatever mode mm-hmm. and you know entering safe mode and all of this and and like when it would just get to that and then sit there for me that was it <clears throat> I was like well this is yeah. broken you've lost all your environment you yeah I, I, like, I don't like know being anything. a doctor inside a, a pigsty or something yeah. You wouldn't know where to go. No, not a clue. So I, I mean, I, I understand, I understand where the phrase comes from. I know that because I, yeah. I think there are two, two situations in which you use it. One is like people like myself who say it as a kind of uh, <clears throat> self-deprecating admission of ignorance. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know as much about this as I should, given that it's an essential part of my and everyone else's existence. But, you know, there are people who, who are better suited to it. So also I, I can't be bothered, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but then I think there are people who have just decided that they never will learn anything about it, never want to. And, uh, and then they're like, Oh yeah, I don't do computers. I still uh, have a, a pencil diary and uh, and I use a calculator, yeah. a calculator. <laughs> and those wow. people are frankly horrible. It's weird. It I think what I what upsets me about it as well is like you you can understand both of those um, motivations. And the second one, there's something inherently scary about getting to the stage of your life where you can willingly like you just cannot keep up you've decided for whatever reason you're kind of checking out of progress as a concept <laughs> like oh well i mean i had i was with you guys up to facts and then it, it you know and then it that, threw that it sort there. of only took off for uh, doctors and lawyers and yeah. i never used it so so i'm pretty much did done. you ever did you ever have to go to the library to send a fax i've never engaged in facts <laughs> anything in my life i can proudly say i I once, how's, how does this sound? I once faxed. <laughs> yeah. I once faxed a Valentine's card. Oh, no. Why? Well, because... Who, too, did she live in the past? Was it an 80-year-old you were courting? Yeah. Doris will love this. I was dating... No, hang up the phone. Doris has got a fax coming through. I was dating a local nurse. It was the only, <laughs> it was the only way I could get to her. It was either that You're or page her. <laughs> um, no, I... I can't remember. I, I think that they were sort of like a, it was one of those family friend things where, yeah. you know, we'd sort of been to school together and whatnot. And we n- knew their number. Like we knew they had a fax. And I decided at the last minute 
<laughs> that I was going to send. That's this. a sentence you never want <laughs> to associate with the sending <laughs> of a Valentine. That I was going to send this Valentine's card, and uh, so I, I, I was sort of said to mum, I was like, "Yeah, look, can can we send this?" And she was like, "Oh, it's a bit late to post it." So I mean, we could fax <laughs> it, and uh, so they'd arranged. <laughs> Your mum is one hundred percent fucking with you. It's the, it's the, it's, no, it's really sad because <laughs> I was like, we. She sort of had arranged that we were gonna that she'd fax it through, and the girl's mum would uh, would get it like the night before and then give it to her the next day. Yeah, <laughs> but as it came through, like the fax machine went mental <laughs> and it started like printing a hundred copies of it or something. Oh, and it's no. like, she came down to like all these Been copies, bombarded. like broken black and white copies of my oh, scrawled no. Valentine's card. That all over it just the looks like a floor. threat at that like point. Like her mum just sort of screaming at this machine to stop. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much love anyone can take. <laughs> She's unplugged it from the wall and yeah, it's still, it's still going. just going. Must print. <laughs> Must spread the love. That's horrid. How old were you? Uh, oh, God. Don't this know. must have been, what, like 1968? Yeah, that was the one. It was yeah. a good year. So, so, uh, so, I mean, yeah, that is my only... My my only real uh, <coughs> interaction with facts. They always I used to... CBBC always used to... Uh, to ask you to fax stuff in. Like, do you remember that? They'd be like, oh, if you want to enter yeah. the competition, you can, uh, you can call us here or you can fax. Uh, fax we won't be in. doing that, thanks, Barney. I remember I once, um, I sort of half heard one of these competitions that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, So you ran to the fax machine? No. Well, th- no, I ran to the phone and I picked up the mm-hmm. phone and I dialed the number because I thought that they'd said... Um, if you are a child and you would like a free toy, <laughs> what sort of contest? That? <laughs> Ring like, the competition of existing. You had to be having young, have fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so I ran over to uh, to, to the fact, and I and I picked up and I rang this number, and I, I don't have the the strongest recollection of exactly what I said, but. It didn't come across child. well. Essentially, like my point was, I really wanted this Godzilla toy. Um, mm. I was a big dinosaurs kid. I loved Godzilla. <laughs> you were a big the, dinosaur as a kid. <laughs> I, I was a big dinosaurs <laughs> kid. Oh, that would be <laughs> a hell of a revelation. I was a fucking Spinosaurus. Unless it's episode 22 to tell us you were Theodore Rex. Yeah. Um, and I remember I, I was sort of like saying, yeah, I, I really want it, but like my parents won't get it for me. Like they don't want to. And I think that, like, I even the, even at that age, I I was thinking if I kind of make this enough of a, a sob, sob story, story. Yeah. then uh, then they might it's a good buy instinct, it. and they you know they might they might send me this toy. Anyway, they were like, uh, "Is is like mummy or daddy there?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure." And like handed handed the phone over to mum. Anyway, she was. She was in the kitchen on the phone for about like ten minutes, and I'd I'd done that thing. I I'm still guilty of doing things like this to this day, um, mm. where if you're kind of waiting for news, you sort of distance yourself from the source of it, mm-hmm. and then wait for it to come. Like if I'm waiting for a, like a response to a text or something, uh, chuck your phone in the sink. Yeah, <laughs> stop letting put it, it charge. Put it in a pint of beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
and then sort of like come back to it ages later and hope uh, that yeah. there's something there, which is great when it works and just even more depressing when it doesn't. Yeah, so anyway, it's I, like, gamble. I like ran upstairs to my bedroom and I was there for sort of 10 minutes and nothing happened. So I went downstairs and I was, I was watching TV in the living room. Anyway, mum came in fuming because uh, apparently I'd, I'd rung not for a free toy, it turns out, but mm. either, I can't remember which it was, but it was either for a doctor <laughs> <laughs> or, or because I needed someone to talk to because I was like being abused. Oh no, like the number at the end of the thing. If you've been affected yeah, exactly. by the issues was, in this I think episode. They must have just had like a particular... Like a free toy. <laughs> if they must have just had like a particularly harrowing episode of Tracy Beaker or something yeah. on and been like... Or my Tracy gets punched to death by chef. Yeah, and apparently mum had had to sort of spend the last 20 minutes convincing the person at CBBC that she wasn't an <laughs> abuser. <laughs> Sorry about That's that. incredible. <laughs> It was, oh, wow. uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't my finest moment. So that's both fax and phone that you fucked up. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. last few years. And laptop now. <laughs> steering clear from yeah. anything with an electro probably. pulse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it probably do well would do me, uh, do me good. We're in a fun situation now where the mouse pad on my laptop isn't working. Um, uh, in oh, that, well, the touch bit. Yeah, the touch pad isn't working because, <laughs> well, it's, it's recognizing my, my finger, um, mm-hmm. but, it also is recognizing a finger that isn't there. Oh, so, the ghost finger. So whenever I move, it's just zooming in and out of the wow. page. <laughs> I like, Good feature. I know. I don't know if we can draw any specific conclusions from this discussion other than that. I am uh, hopeless. That there's yeah. just nothing, there's no good that can come of me. Oh no, uh, that's when, down. It, when it comes to the to the world of technology, I've just well, I think I speak for all our listeners when I say I hope you get your phone back on track because I know it's um a big part of the show for you because of course we won't be able to do everyone's except Noah's favourite feature this week. No, I know had to uh, chuck that into the sidelines for now. However, I have got a backup because I do feel bad about oh. the fact that we don't have hooked and we haven't bothered to set up any more guests. <laughs> Well, it's the nation's favourite. So, so, uh, so we actually have no ending feature. Um, the the thing is, is that this feature was originally a follow on from something I I'd brought to talk about oh, that no. we haven't got onto. However, I think it might be a nice teaser for next episode. Clever. You've reversed it there, exactly. Um, and it gives us a chance to uh, to compare notes on the topic and make sure that we've got it. Good idea. Spot on. That's something we've never done no, in the but, history of this But show. I think that this is a, a good time to start because it, it has the potential oh. to be a, a phenomenal episode. Because okay. what I want to talk about next week is our time on christianchat.com. Oh, yes. I'd forgotten about christianchat.com. So, and indeed, it had forgotten about itself it, now. Exactly. Now existing. Um, yeah. Christianchat.com, just as a brief introduction. A primer. Uh, is an online chat room. Was. Is. I'm pretty sure it's gone. I'm on it. Oh, I mean, no. it's, I mean, it's yeah. definitely described as not secure, <laughs> which is. <laughs> oh, wow, it's still here. Which is it a shame. It must have been down when I last looked. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's an online chat forum for Christians the world over. Um, yeah. It, it's, By it's, the world it's, over, they mean the South of America. It's, it's own tagline. I mean, imagine. Imagine this being your target market, says mm-hmm. 
Christian chat rooms and forums for teens, singles, moms, homeschoolers, and all at ChristianChat.com. (laughs) That's our podcast audience right there. Come on, homeschoolers. Teens, singles, moms, homeschoolers. So specific. You know that you're sort of scraping the barrel when you pop (laughs) homeschoolers as as a quarter of your main target audience. You pop homeschoolers just before reaching out desperately for all. It's a bit like the Stuart Lee joke that he makes quite often in live gigs where it's like if something lands in quite a small way, he'll be like, there we go. One person clapping to that. Worst possible thing for a stand-up because it shows that you're not popular, but you are. You are. You've started a crusade. Or something. Yeah. It shows that if you are targeting such a small market as homeschoolers, it's a shame. It strikes me that your it's, opinion doesn't stand up. It's not good. No. Um, one of the things though that we uh, that we really enjoyed about christianchat.com is it it wasn't just a place for christian chat in fact as you'll find out it wasn't a place for any Mostly christian not. chat um they didn't like our godfulness at all no not not even one little bit but uh it was also a place of poetry oh it was um so i i mean i was going to send you some of these but i now no longer have the capacity to do so oh yeah that's a shame. so what i thought is instead of hooked i'll read a couple of Christian poems. I'd love to, if, to if, witness If that. I may. Um, mm. The thing about these is that um, some of them that we found, and I will, I will try and, uh, I'll try and get my old phone up and running. I can't, you can't take it off of charge if it's on. <laughs> I did get it on yesterday, but then I realized that the impetus so for me getting, landline. the impetus for me getting a new phone was that it would die on 98% battery. <laughs> so it's just got yeah. to always be on charge, but I'll go back and try and find, cause I did screenshot some of our absolute favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but others are just, they're really sad mm-hmm. in a, in a sort of more subtle way. They were quite kind of prolific in their output. Oh, God. Yeah, there's loads. It's been a few years since we last scoured their forums. So I can only imagine there's another. I mean, there's there's been, you know, at least 30 in the last week or so. Wow. In the last week? Yeah. Bloody hell. We should say as well, this is not a. I I hesitate to call it a feature. This is not a feature. I'll say that first. This is not a feature designed to mock religion as a concept. Although we often will. Well, I mean, it's less about the religion and it's more about the fact that some people, the particular bent of their religious inspiration is to write usually atrocious, objectively so as well. Like it's it's not that we're mocking it because it's religious. It's because it's bad and happens to be. Yeah. It happens to be that ChristianChat.com, in the same way as the White Supremacist Forum, which we'll inevitably get onto eventually, Definitely. were both uh, absolute cesspits of terrible poems. But terrible in a funny way. And with that in mind. This is from Australian user S Word. Okay. Um, What's the S Word sin, I think? Uh, pro- probably. Uh, it'll be hard to find out because um, they are a band user now. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Their poem was so provocative. Yeah. I, d- I really want to know what, what this option means because it's got a couple of details of, uh, of their profile. Mm-hmm. They joined on June 28th, 2017. Okay. So they haven't been around long. They're 74. Right. In between joining 
three weeks ago and getting banned, they posted 147 times. Oh, wow. That'll be why they were banned then. This poem is called <laughs> Content With Who I Am. Ooh, I like <clears> that. I've left them in the desert, on the beach and in the snow, on the mountaintops, the riverbeds. In fact, everywhere I go. That's another already, it's it's like yep. the slogan for Christian chat. You could have led with everywhere I go and included all the rest. Tiny footprints. Mm. Indentations to mark the pathways that I've trod. What do you reckon we're going to rhyme trod with? If it's anything to do with the G-man himself, I will colour me shocked. And yet they vanish from the sight all. Well, Except what? the piercing eyes of God. They vanish from the sight all. Okay. I, I think they mean yes. from all. Right. Or of all. So hang on. What's the imagery so far? So he's saying he's wherever he goes, he leaves particularly tiny, tiny, tiny footsteps. It, and, it sounds like he leaves his own, then rubs yeah. them out and has like little doll's <laughs> yeah. shoes that he makes. He wants everyone to think he's got tiny feet, like the guy, just, like the hands guy and always. He just like gets a dog to follow him. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And, and, and for some reason they vanish. Yep. And Only God can see where God he's God can see them though. The piercing okay. eyes of God, which makes him sound like a comic book villain. Yeah, it does. It makes him sound like they're trying to sexualise him. Yeah. Oh, he's got such uh, piercing eyes. Then here's a worry. And he's always been inside me. I do wish they'd dispense with the the keenness to use yeah. inside in this way, because it has been like whatever pure intentions it once had as a theological concept that God's inside you has just been ruined by all popular culture in yep. the last 40 years. Oh, definitely. And he's always been inside me. It only gets more worrying since the day I ceased to crawl. Oh, <laughs> he watched me take my first small step, saw me stumble, saw me fall. Oh, I like here. They seem to have kind of tacitly advanced an, a pro abortion argument <laughs> saying that God only became inside him after he could walk yeah so like he wasn't a person he didn't have a soul until then there yeah he's a progressive aspect. it's a bit like the whole thing of babies like uncre- unbaptized babies going to hell yeah it used to be a an unpopular <laughs> for some crazy reason and remains so stance. <laughs> yeah um life lets me make my own uh sorry he's got a bit cockney life lets me make me own mistakes Governor. And God, how many I've made. Oh, bit of blasphemy there. Mm, yes. Life lets me make my own mistakes, and God, how many have I made? But thank the Lord I've learnt from them. That's how life's game is played. Mm, the, that's kind of cynical. The life I've lived, the guilt, the shame, but I wouldn't change a dot because it's made me <laughs> who I am today. And to me, that means a lot. And then, <laughs> then this is, this is, maybe the saddest couplet of all time. (laughs) I'll never be an Einstein, a Rembrandt or Kayam, but I've gained a greater inner peace and I'm content with who I am. Who I am. (laughs) Bloody hell. I like that he's, because who is Kayam? I don't know. Right. I think he definitely had to look, I reckon he got that from rhyming dictionary.com. How is it spelled? I want to look him up. K-Y-A-A-M. K-Y-A-A-M. Sounds like a Star Trek figure. Yeah. Okay. K-Y-A-A-M. Yep. 
Well, it's uh, no one <laughs> of Google's Good. finding. Good. So he made that up just for the rhyme. <laughs> it, unless he means the Twitter user, who is a German, <laughs> oh no, no, a French uh, Wimbledon fanatic. Oh, wow. So, oh, probably. So I'll never be that. It's <laughs> a shame. Undoubtedly, I'll fall again. Mistakes okay. will knock me off my feet. But there'll be new encounters, mate. Past sins I'll not repeat. Mm. For I store them... <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. In my cellar, no. along with all the no. dead. Well, you say that. For... <laughs> but he says, for I store the memory of my crimes. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, <laughs> he I store the no. memory of my crimes. No, wait, wait. This is such a troubling end. For oh, I store dear. the memory of my crimes like others store their gold. And my treasure house bank. and my treasure house keeps growing as my future life unfolds. Oh, yeah, that is that is another way of saying I've killed before <laughs> no, no, and I will, will do again. it again. Oh, no. Well, he, that's why they're banned. He's also ended with an ellipsis that's fourteen dots, and then said by s word. So this man is confessing on his, his deathbed. Death that's a man who should not only be banned from Christian chat, but from society at large. From partaking in... The memory from, of my crimes. Wow. From partaking in image. the very idea of liberty and freedom. He, that was, really took a turn there, didn't it? Yeah. It started so innocuous, and then he confessed to being the Yorkshire Ripper. So, hang on a minute. What, now I'm really worried about this tiny footprint slime. Oh, no. He's saying that only God knows that he's got loads of children's feet stapled to his own back <laughs> from all his killings. Wait, how long ago was it that uh, the Moors murderer died? Is this um, him? I don't under know. A, under a <laughs> different be, guise? Yeah. Fucking By hell. any other name. So that's an example of the kind of um, yeah. tangential tragedy. Because the thing is, like, the, the religious element of that poem is so minor. It's yeah. so little of what it's saying and that, that you couldn't even mock it if you wanted to. <laughs> no. And that was a, a real theme of, uh, of, of Christian chat, was that the, uh, the religious yeah. element was, at best, minimal. Yeah, because we, we'll talk about this in episode 23. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some kind of uh, biblical significance to the number 23, or maybe I'm thinking of the Jim Carrey film, but one of the two applies. But we'll try and theme it around that. Yeah. But it was mostly, like, the live chat section was mostly people trying to, like, pick each other up yep. in vaguely biblical ways. It was a very, very odd environment. There's um, another another user here called Secondhand Hippie. Uh-huh. She's a junior member. Um. Not much cred yet. No. Well, that's interesting that you say that because there is a, a an option under, I say an option, there's a section underneath in their profile called Rep Power. And she's on Ooh. a stunning zero. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. But she's uh, she's she's quite prolific, it seems, yeah, in terms of her poems. But uh, there's there's one that she's written called Holy Holy War, oh. which is a shame. Um, yep. But it wasn't, it didn't really, it, it wasn't to do with a, a holy war at all. But it was what I was laughing at before the show because there's uh, a phenomenal couplet in the middle of it that just says, I take the bribe and it is sweet. My traitor hands, my traitor feet. <laughs> it's just the saddest. It's so great. I knew it was coming, but it's yeah. still uh, even it's telegraphed. So, that so silly. Such traitorous feet. My traitorous feet. But she's... Tiny little footprint. She's written a poem and it's called, troublingly... Mm. It's called 
double poetry about Jesus. It's called what? Double poetry about double Jesus. Poetry. Yeah. Does that mean there's two poems or has she invented a new no. kind of poetry? What she's done is uh, she's just repeated the same line at the beginning and end of each stanza. Oh, and here's the thing. Clever. Each stanza is at most a dozen words long. Right. <laughs> including her initial <laughs> and final statement. So okay. in, in the end, she's just uh, she's just written a very boring, repetitive poem. Yes. So here it is, listeners. She actually starts off slightly differently, um, but then she just abandons that and <laughs> goes on something new. <laughs> Had enough. So, double poetry about Jesus. Of life, of death. His death, my life. Capital H, capital H, can I just check? Yep. Good. His life, my death. To sin, to shame, of life. Of death, <laughs> Christ's death, my my, death. my gain. Ah, I see. Also, isn't it weird that shame has been mentioned in both of these? So far? Yeah, there not you go, doing you a lot for the religious <laughs> for the, lobby. Not doing a lot for the for the brand either, really. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then she abandons that. Well, I, I hesitate to call it structure, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, that particular f- form. Mm-hmm. He is Jesus. He was risen again, the salvation of men. He is Jesus. Okay. He is faithful, though my world is ablaze. My commitment, amaze. Oh. He is faithful. He is loving, though my heart is a stone when I'm cold and alone. He is loving. He is gracious. (laughs) Though I often give in to temptation and sin, he is gracious. And then the last line, or the last stanza, as we'll call it, uh, really going towards the literal, I suppose, mm. he is Jesus. Did I mention, in by case, the way, just, just to be sure. In case you haven't guessed. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's all these things as well, but he is, like, Jesus is the main one, yeah. right? Though I'm only his clay... Don't Ooh. want to think about what that means. No. Is she imagining some sort of a ghost-like situation where he's Patrick <laughs> Swayze? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> he is Jesus, though I'm only his clay. He loves me every day. Any any guesses on the last line? He is. Uh, is it? He is Jesus. He is Jesus. You're yes. right. Well done. Ding. Another point. So yeah, that one read like a kind of country song that they'd forgotten to write <laughs> most of, <laughs> including the music. Yeah, half the lyrics. Oh, more than half, I would say. <laughs> it was almost like the he is he is gracious bits or the he is bookends were just there to remind you what that verse yeah. was going to be about when you were writing it, and then you get yeah. rid of them <laughs> like a mold for a cake yeah. that you left on at the end. Well, the, when, when when I saw the title "Double Poetry About Jesus," I thought it was going to be one of those ones that you can read forwards or backwards. Oh yeah, you know, like each line you can read it sort of up the page or down. Uh, turns out it was just that she doubled a lot of the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that she wrote poetry about Jesus and thought, this is a bit short. Quite <laughs> Folded it, it in half. <laughs> <laughs> thought I'm onto something here. Yeah. 
So, uh, well, so that, I mean, I think that very nicely teases. Yeah, uh, that's just a taste of episode 23 right there. It's going to be a powerful endeavour. We should move on to shame mail. Oh, of course, out. yes. We've had a lovely email this week from our ever closer pal, Paul Shayetti. Check out his show. Uh, subject, food. Hi, guys. What types of food do you love? And more importantly, he correctly identifies what foods are a real shame and should really be stomped on violently and crushed. Double, double attack, for example. Yeah. I used to really hate radishes and beetroot, he says, but have finally made peace with them. Brackets, <laughs> in the right context. I'm going to assume that's a, an eating context. He makes it sound like right. Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good Friday agreement worked out with him, as long as it's in the like pantry. Mo Molan just had to come to his kitchen and just really, like, get both sides talking, get them around the negotiating table. Yeah. I also have a bit of a love-hate relationship with pears, which is a great sentence, although they're pretty good when cooked in some kind of cake. He's uh, distracted himself here with cake. Mmm, cakes. Cakes are definitely not a shame, although they are majorly to blame for making me fat. Ah, well, keep up the good work. Long live pastry-based goodness. Salutes respectfully, Paul. So it's a lovely email, and he's given us some, dare I say, (coughs) food for thought. Oh! Wouldn't you say? That was organic. Awesome. Oh, oh God, it just keeps coming, doesn't it? (laughs) Food. That's what keeps those listeners coming back. That's why episode eight's done so well. So what food's a real shame? Let's do quick fire before we get out. Ask which ones we like first. Frankly, desperate to go to the bathroom. Oh, I see. Okay, well, we'll dispense (laughs) with foods we like. Okay, what food? What's your favourite food? Uh, Oh, don't know. Macaroni cheese. Mine's curry. It's the best food. You're wrong. (laughs) Next. That's not a food. That's like so many foods. Yeah, Uh, and they're all great. Foods that are a shame. Not curry. Celery. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. dreadful. I'm not dreadful a big stuff. fan of the, uh, there's a type of, um, I don't know what the cooking style is. I'm going to describe it as slime. But there's something people do to leeks that make them so devastatingly upsetting. It feels like a live animal crawling <laughs> oh, down your no, throat. Oh, that's a shame because I love leeks. But yeah, if they I love leeks as well. Correctly. What a great taste, but don't um, fuck them around. And uh, what else is a shame? Avocado. I love avocado, you're wrong. No. Also, in a broader shame context, I'm trying really hard to transition towards a vegetarian lifestyle. That is a shame. So wish me luck there. Here's a shame. I went to Spoons the other day for Curry Club. Yeah. Uh, best club there is, Thursday night. See you there, guys. They've started doing a vegan curry, so I thought I'll give it a taste, quite literally. The thing about it was, it was £7 or whatever it is. Not, I'm not saying that's really expensive, because it's not, because you get a drink. It was 300 and something calories. I bought a dessert for £2 that was... 1200 calories <laughs> and that in essence is where spoons is going wrong with their vegan offering lock it up guys that's all i'll say pop a bit of chicken in there <laughs> here you go lads <laughs> chuck a bit of beef in no look it's fine go for it sweet potato isn't a real alternative <laughs> i will make myself like it in the end even if it's just by staring at enough cows and thinking sadly about them being tased into the next life but thank you very much, Paul, for that email. Declan, please take us out with some quick plugs so that my bladder does not explode. Well, guys, if you'd like to email us... as Anyway, the, that's all. As the, <laughs> as the wonderful Shayeti has, then you can reach us at TAS, that's T-A-S, at shame.city. Uh, you, for our regular mail segment, Shame Mail. Exactly. You can reach uh, the show on Twitter, at That's a Shamecast, or myself, 
at Cynical Declan, Isaac at Isaac BD. Or yep. alternatively, you can just go to the website, shame.city. There's loads of ways to get in touch through there. You can sign up to the mailing list for some ev- uh, some Shh. individual exclusive content. Yeah, bonus episodes Definitely. coming this way. And, shame.city uh, slash mail, that is. Yeah, and, uh, and as always, shame.city slash review if you'd love to give us five stars. We'd really appreciate it, guys. I'll personally give you such a hug that you won't know whether your spine has got better or worse for it. Um, we can't say fairer than that. No, we really can't. So yeah, uh, tell a friend as always. Spread the word. Spread it far and wide, as as you will. Thank you for all your feedback this week. It's been a good week for us on the old Twitter. And Definitely, email, yeah. Right? People have been it? really nice. Really picking. And on the review yes. front, we've had some lovely reviews come in. Very kind, and we love you all dearly. We'll be back for episode twenty-three on Wednesday. We're going to get right involved in Christian. Chad Deacon's going to talk all about that guy who looked like Charlie from Always Sunny. Yeah, and Grace, who we both fell a bit in love with. She was, I think, wonderful. And she was a of delight. course, the mystery that was. The wonderful user, Jesus is my wheelchair. <laughs> God, I forgot about him. Oh, what a tease. We'll be back on Wednesday. Until then, this is That's a Shame, and see you next time. See you next time, guys. Look for the bare necessities Simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. The necessities of life will come to you. The necessities.